Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... And also coming to my other, other right, but this time unmuting his microphone, here comes the unmuted... <laughs> Booyah, what's up with your boy, Joe? And to my other, other right... Coming straight out of Kirkoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. I'm about as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs, sugar. That is perhaps the best not-country accent I've ever heard. But Alfonso's going rogue. Coming in on my other, other, other right, coming straight out of the ninth dimension, the Batmite. I am I am the Knights. I am Batmite. Gentlemen, as you can tell, I am very hyped up to talk about Moon Knight, uh, the newest installment from Disney. Let's get straight into it. First of all, Devlin, thank you so much for coming back and joining the Nerd World Order. As I often say where you're, when you come on the Nerd World Order, you're our anchor man. We know nothing about this character, and we're relying on you. The, the ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, along with the three of us, are depending on you for this episode to not crash and burn. So No pressure whatsoever. None! <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get into it. You know what? I'm going to turn it over to the X-Man first, because he has to redeem himself from that horrible country accent. Horrible, horrible. southern accent. Overall <laughs> thoughts on the show? Okay. You know me. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I... I I enjoyed the psychosis. It was a fun ride. I love that it kept me guessing. I love that things happened only in my imagination because I have no clue what happened because I didn't show you. It was great. You know, Moon Knight, he is not Marvel's Batman. He is the man. I like that. Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Batmite, <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you think of Moon Knight? You know what? I thought, uh, just like Al, I, I, I thought it was pretty damn awesome. Uh, I would say that the the way that it goes back and forth between Mark and, and Steven uh, was just amazing. The way that Oscar Isaac was able to do that just so seamlessly was amazing. Great show. I'm agreeing. Oscar Isaac probably won't get an Oscar, but maybe he should. <laughs> All he has to do is look in the mirror. Joe, what are your thoughts on Moon Knight initial? Uh, I thought it was entertaining. Oscar, the show is without a doubt about Oscar. He is Moon Knight. Moon Knight is Oscar. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. Very nice. So I want to break this up into, let's say, there were six episodes, right? Yes. Thank you very much for that, Alfonso. Since there were six episodes, let's break it up into episodes one and two, and then three and four, and then finish off with five and six. So those first two episodes, 
what were you guys thinking for the for the introduction of Moon Knight initially? X Man, take us away. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, the first episode dropped on dropped dropped us in on Steven, and it was it was I didn't I didn't expect we we're going to start with Steven. Steven's a another personality. You know, I don't know much about Moon Knight, but I know it's Mark Spector Moon Knight. You know, so it, it took me for a little bit of a ride, and I'm like, oh, Steven's British. And he's poor, and he's he's a clerk, <laughs> and he wasn't even supposed to be here today. I'm sorry, I made that joke once before, but you know, uh, it was fun. And then all of a sudden, you got Mark, and Mark is you know he's just badass, you know, and he's tearing it up like he do, and and you know he's he's outsmarting you know Stephen and his all his little traps to you know see if he's sleepwalking at night you know he's trying to stay silent so that Stephen doesn't know he exists you know he knows about Stephen but Stephen doesn't know about him and um you know little misadventures and it was it was a fun ride <laughs> you know uh first two episodes really had me going i was super stoked to see what comes and i was super concerned because it's like there's two episodes down only four left and we got a lot to cover Right, right. You know, initially, I'm I'm going to jump in and say that the first two episodes, looking back on them now, it's like once you get done and you watch the entire thing, it takes on a completely new aspect that you don't even think about. I remember Joe when we watched the first episode and, you know, we had our initial podcast with the four of us and we talked about when Stephen and Mark would switch back and forth and there would be scenes of like total carnage when Steven would turn into Moon Knight and then they would flip back. Right. But now as you're watching episodes one and two, and you think about Jake Lockley being introduced in episode six, the carnage that occurred in episode one and two, when they would flip back and forth mm -hmm. between the characters, that didn't seem like Steven or excuse me, like Mark. Yeah. that seemed more like Jake Longley. So it's just interesting because as you watch it, you're like, he was, we were seeing his aftermath the whole time. Right. We, we were just assuming it was Mark as Moon Knight. So I, I really like looking at it in retrospect. Right. Yeah. Bat especially Mike. that, uh, I was saying, especially that scene uh, where he's in the Alps and the, the, you know, they're trying to get the scarab. And then we look around and we see like a bunch of bloody bodies over there. Mark wouldn't have been that messy. You know, yeah, he would right. have been, he would have been a lot more methodical about it, a lot more calculated. No, Jake was unhinged. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Joe, episodes one and two, what'd you think? Um, pretty good. They, they're even better now because you know now that we watched all six, you know that that was actually Lockley doing all that. So it makes one and two hit a little different because mm -hmm. now you know that it wasn't Mark. But in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, about my Lockley was a more violent one of the three, anyways. So I think I think if we were reading Moon Knight, we would have figured that was actually Jake instead of Mark. I've never read Moon Knight, so I wouldn't have thought about that. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Batmite? How do you compare the three personalities that we saw in the TV show compared to the three that we see in the comic books? Uh, they're they're definitely a bit different. Uh, than what we have here, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's always nice to get something that's fresh so long as it's well done. So having it be different from the comics, you know, in the aspects that it is, that's that's totally fine. But it's it's well done enough that 
you can overlook them. You know, uh, you can overlook the fact that uh, suddenly Jake speaks Spanish all the time <laughs> and you need to read the subtitles. But I mean, we read comics, so we're used to reading subtitles, right? Yeah. Well, well like I was saying well, earlier, Lockley is a strong Spanish name. Yeah. Well, well, Dukes doesn't read subtitles. That's why he doesn't watch anime. Oh, right. <laughs> It's true. This is, the this is dubbed. The other day, I was looking for uh, the newest <laughs> season of My Hero Academia, and it's still not uh, subtitled or still not dubbed. So I'm not watching it. <laughs> that totally reminds <laughs> me. One day, one day, my daughter and I were watching My Hero Academia, and my son, you know, he's six years old and five at the time. He walks in and he goes, "Why is this in Spanish?" <laughs> but you know, um, as far as as far as uh, the three personalities, uh, I would say. Isn't Mark Spector pretty much, you know, the same character in the comics as he is in the show? That would be for you, Bat Mike, because we're yeah. completely clueless yeah. on this. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of that. Um, it, it's more you know, Stephen is the one that's the, the bigger change uh, mm -hmm. between the three of them. And and I I thought that that uh, Jake uh, Lockley was I thought he was just like a guy in the street that just got information. I, I thought it was like you know cabby newsy type guy. I didn't. I didn't know that he. What did he have violent tendencies? Uh, not that I remember. No. Yeah. No, he was more just like uh, he was the guy that was like the information getter. He was. Yeah. I mean, it, that was his. That was his deal. He was a taxi driver, and everybody mm -hmm. you know tells everything to the taxi man. So. I saw that on HBO. Oh wait. No. <laughs> wrong. Never mind. That's the wrong network. We're sponsored by Disney. That's why that's mm -hmm. all we talk about. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let me say this. I feel like Disney is taking a lot of liberties with its characters, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Because you know we've all been reading comic books anywhere between 30 and probably 40 years. I don't know. Probably at least 35 years for me, right? And there have been so many variations of the comic book characters that we love. You know, Moon Knight's been rebooted so many times and taken on so many different aspects. And, you know, there's like a million different versions of Spider-Man because it's like, is, is that Spider-Man or is it the clone that we just made up because we wanted to move in a different direction? Or, oh, well, Superman's dead. Now he's not dead. Or, you know. Now Jean Grey's dead. Now she's not dead. Oh, now she's the Phoenix. Now she's just Jean Grey. Oh, wait, here's this clone. There's just so many variations going on with comic books that for Marvel to take liberties, well, Marvel Cinematic Universe to take liberties, because, you know, as, as we were talking about in another podcast, America Chavez was not portrayed well in Mar of Multiverse of Madness. Moon Knight was not portrayed well based on the comic book, but they did a good job anyway. So I'm okay with them taking liberties. I would say they did a pretty decent job of at least portraying the storyline of the source material uh, uh, that it was based off of. That that one uh, that are the the writer of it like escapes me right now. But the series that they based it on that was pretty darn close, uh, especially like the scenes where it's in the asylum. That was mm -hmm. almost like a direct uh, uh, take from those. Awesome, very nice. You know, and what little what little Moon Knight I read. I never saw Conchu, you know, it was just, he was just this, yeah, he got some, some powers from, from, you know, an Egyptian God, you know, and they may have said Conchu, but he never popped up like he was talking to him, like a parrot on his shoulder, you know, but it's kind of cool to see the evolution of that and how, how it's portrayed in the show. So 
I love that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you guys ready to travel to Egypt for episodes three and four? Yes, sir. Okay, let's travel to Egypt. So, you know, episode three and four primarily, I'll say, starts off in Egypt, is mostly in Egypt. Uh, they did a lot of crazy things like Conchu manipulating the sky but not changing time, which a lot of people were confused about. Uh, so let's start it off with the X-Man. Uh, what do you think about three and four and Conchu's nonsense? <laughs> uh, first of all, I got to say, <clears throat> Egypt is the place to be, Egypt. Egypt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Egyptian lover was my jam. Wow. So were you breakdancing, Alfonso? When yeah. It, it was... <laughs> <All right. laughs> no walk. Nobody's going for a walk like an Egyptian for 200, Alex. Okay. Well, hold up. <laughs> Before I interrupt you guys, way, oh, way, oh, way, oh, way, oh. Walk like an Egyptian. Okay, time. Alfonso, now that we've uh, spun off into the depths of attention deficit, uh, what were your thoughts on episode three and four? Um, they, they were great. They were great. It's like, you know, you, you have this big start with one and two, three and four just kept the ball rolling, kept growing. That snowball just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, it's very tough for me to think, like, story-wise, exactly what happened in three and four because I just see it as one big story now. Uh, so I might have to defer to uh, Devon. <laughs> uh, first of all, I am just very happy that uh, you and Dukes did not pick the music for these episodes. <laughs> I prefer the music that was in the show. <laughs> uh, so uh, episode three was where we met uh, Midnight Man, uh, Anton. Oh. Uh, and that was where they had their encounter. And we got to see uh, the, the fighting in the, the horse arena. Um uh, Steven and Kanchu decided to change the screensaver of the sky. Just flipping right, through right. to the different screensavers. Episode four was when we get to uh, the asylum. Oh. Episode, four, episode four was where we get to the asylum where uh, uh, where we end it with seeing uh, Towerette. Right. And the <gasps> yeah. The, oh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Yeah, that was also where we saw the duality between uh, Harrow's place in uh, on Earth and Harrow's place as Doctor Harrow in in uh, the asylum. Right. So, Joe, uh, promise not to sing. What were your thoughts on three and four? Well, you know, I'm not singing. Uh, what I like is each each like it, the first two episodes is mainly about Stephen, and then three and four, I felt it was a lot more about Mark. And it led to the end of episode four, which goes into five and six, which we'll talk to in a few minutes about how they they get along. But the the the, the third and the fourth one was pretty good because it was dealing with Mark and and how he how he split into a different personality, and that's which was Stephen and how he dealt with a lot of trauma that he had in his life. And I thought that was pretty cool because at first Stephen and Mark they were butting heads, and Stephen for the whole time thought he was the he was the he was the main one and. and Mark's like, no, I'm the main one. So it's kind of cool to just to see the them get closer towards the end of episode five, which leads into five and six. So I thought it was pretty good. Story-wise, it's pretty good. Very, very entertaining. Yeah. I think that, you know, three and four, when Joe's talking about the um, origin of the dissociative identity disorder, man, that was done so well. So mm -hmm. Because... 
parts of it, you could tell that Conchu was like either in that flashback, like in his head, or he in some way manipulated that to happen with the whole, you know, little bird head and little little skull that uh, Mark stepped on as they were going into that cave. But just the emotion, like it moved away from just being like your standard comic book fodder. And it moved into more of an emotional place where you're like, well, dang, I understand why this guy is, you know, so, so challenged and why he does have this disorder because he's taken on the responsibility of his brother dying. And then his mom just being like, it was your fault and abusing him. It was just very well written and very well acted by, you know, young Mark. Um, and obviously, you know, it was just, it was really great. And I thought that Oscar Isaacs also delivered uh, when he had to see that again and how he didn't, he was like, hey, don't open that door. Don't go through there. You were like, well, what's over there? What's going to happen? It was just mm -hmm. awesome. I, I felt it. I felt it hard. It just, I, I have a lot of empathy and I'm able to put myself in somebody's place. And man, I was hurting. That yeah. was some good stuff. Yeah. What? Like Absolutely. you and I have mommy issues or something? What? What? No, what? <laughs> it's okay because our moms don't listen to the podcast anyway. Apparently, most moms don't. I thought I'm going to ask you, Batmite, to say the name because I always butcher it. Uh, female hippo goddess, his name is Towerette. There you go. I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> Tower Records. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i thought tower records was awesome thank you alfonso yeah. um yeah i at first when they introduced her i was like what's this nonsense where are they going with this like you know i was like they just jumped the hippo because i felt like <laughs> it was awful but then as they progressed the character which i guess if you guys are ready we'll get into five and six mm -hmm. i was just like wow yeah this this hippo lady's pretty damn cool. She's like, mm -hmm. she's watching out for my boy. Hey, I like her. <laughs> so yeah, what would you guys think? We'll get into it. What do you think of five and six? You know, I I don't understand why she was doing uh, Anubis's job, and you could tell she was new at it. And I thought we were gonna get an answer to that because like you know, oh, I'm not sure what this does. And but you know, that's that's not her job to drive that boat from the land of living, the land of the dead, to the field of the reeves, you know? That's not her job. So that was interesting. I was hoping we'd get a little answer to that because, you know, an, it's Anubis, right, Devlin? Uh, Anubis, yeah. But yeah. she's also the goddess of rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. So it's like, I'm going to take this one because we're going to rejuvenate these guys. I don't know. But anyways, uh, it was cool for them to go through the boat to see all the, all the uh, you know, memories and everything. It was interesting to see that there was another sarcophagus that was overlooked. Like, oh, we're not going there. That, that thing looks scary. You know, it was cool. It was a darker color. It really, you know, compared to the other one, it, it you could tell that was more of Jake Lockley's personality once we found out who Lockley was and what he did, you know. Um, so, you know, and then they got back. Okay, I, I have one thing that I, I remember when, um, what's the girlfriend's name? Layla. Layla. When Layla becomes, you know, Archangel or whoever. Wait, was it Red Scarab or was it? Yeah. Yeah, Red okay. Scarab. That's right. Yeah. When she becomes Red Scarab and she saves that van full of people and the little girl looks at her and she goes, are you an Egyptian superhero? Wasn't that the same girl that's Miss Marvel in the upcoming Miss Marvel show? 
I'm going to have to send you guys a picture because I'm pretty sure it is. I didn't notice. No, no. And they, they, they lingered yeah. on her for far too long for no reason whatsoever. You know what I mean? So I'm going to, I'll send that along later, but, and I'll put it down here in the TikTok. I, but I think if she was, the internet would have blown up. Yeah, she wouldn't be a ninja. Isn't she like in New York or something? Well, you know, people travel. It happens. No. <laughs> uh, sorry, Alf. IMDb says no. Yeah. Oh. You and your internets. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got the fast internet at their house, too. Oh, yeah. Devlin's ridiculous. I got that fiber. <laughs> Back to five and six. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It ended well. I, I was so stoked about everything that was going on. And I'm like, we're still not getting Jake Lockley. What's going on? You know, we know he's there. They he showed up in one of the um, in one of the sessions with the psychologist. You could tell that was that wasn't Mark and that wasn't Steven. And he guy was freaking out. He was ready to stab somebody with some little statue he found on the table. I'm like, oh, that's gotta be Jake. I don't think it was Jake. I thought it was Jake until Lockley showed up speaking Espanol far too well, just <laughs> constantly. It feels like Mark has a New York accent. And I feel like, obviously, uh, you know, Stephen has the British accent. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Jake, too. Yeah. I did. But then once they finally introduced Jake and he started speaking, I was like, no, nah, that wasn't him. But I well, thought it was until that moment. Well, one thing you got to remember, too, with, you know, Moon Knight being New York-based, I mean... Here in California, like me, there are a lot of Mexicans. But in New York, it's not the same. You have Puerto Ricans. They speak Spanish, too. No, they speak Portuguese. No, they speak Spanish. Brazilians speak Portuguese. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, they have New York accents. They speak Spanish, right? Haven't you seen Hamilton? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hamilton is so good. I was just listening today. Sorry. Oh, is that anything like the Captain America musical? Pretty, oh, dude, I want that so bad. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Rogers to be <laughs> I can do this all day. Sorry. <laughs> Alfonso. Peggy. Oh, Peggy. Peg Bundy? Wait, no, different show. <laughs> Alfonso, let me throw something at you, okay? Yes, Anubis mm-hmm. is not there because he was killed by a person who should have been in the end credits. I hear you. I hear that you. would have been yeah. perfect because it explains why, yeah, why Tower Records has to take over. Uh, that, yeah. just needs to be, that just needs to be her name now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just because it's not in this post credits doesn't mean it's not in Thor Love and Thunder. Well, no, because maybe yeah. it's going to be Doctor Strange. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll act it out. One man play. Yeah. One man play. Much like Hamilton, is Hamilton a, Hamilton a one-man play? No, there's a lot of people. A lot of oh. people. <laughs> I can do this all day. Okay. Um, Joe. Joe. Thanks for bringing us back to reality, man. No. Turn this episode into a musical. See? Alfonso's trying to do it again. <laughs> We're going to have to pay ASCAP for this episode. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on episodes five and six? Um, it was pretty good. The ending of six, I was kind of disappointed until I saw the end credits, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." You know what I mean? Because I was like, "Wow, you're gonna end it like that? What?" And then the end credits, I was like, "All right, cool." But to your point, dude, like I was, 
really hoping for the you know the god killer to be there but unfortunately that didn't happen yeah. uh did you guys hear about the rumors about kingo being in there and then he decided not to kingo mm-hmm, from uh that crappy ass movie eternals i did hear about yeah so like I did. you didn't even know who i was talking about you all looked at me with blank faces like oh we did what? we <laughs> totally <laughs> did what I thought, I thought you were talking about the panther god and like that wakanda connection that should have been happening yeah I well, thought there was we two about- Wakanda connections. Which are? Uh, so aside from that, there's also that Tauret mentions the astral uh, ancestral plane. So when they're there, she's mentioning the ancestral plane, which takes place in uh, Black Panther as well. So two references. Nice. I was like, but why? Like, I didn't I didn't want Kangol in there. So I was okay without him. Mm-hmm. And then like the, yeah. the, big, the big finish, there's a guest appearance. So it was Lockley. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you have any idea what Kango was supposed to be doing in it? I don't know, dude. What was he supposed to be doing in Eternals? <laughs> you know Making what? movies? I, I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but I think all it was was a Kango poster for a movie on a wall somewhere in New York. Uh-huh. My thoughts. But, oh. Well, he was supposed you to be the- in the first episode and then the end episode, if I'm not mistaken, where I read. Okay. Because, you know, there was a theory going around that the entire thing was just a movie because an mm-hmm. alternate, um, and that might, I'm going to ask you if this is true or if I'm just making stuff up. Um, you know, uh, Mark Spector was a movie producer. So the thought was, as you're watching the show, you can see that there's like green screens in some places and mm-hmm. there's like movie cameras in other places. So maybe since Kangol is an Egyptian actor, he might have been in there some sort of way. Anyway, am I right about my, Mark Spector being a movie producer? Uh, yeah, producer, director. Wait, did I say Mark Spector? Yeah, no, I meant Stephen uh, Grant. Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. Yeah, Stephen Grant. Yeah, no, yeah. Stephen Grant. So, uh, yeah, no, he's that. That's his deal. Uh, which, you know, there was the alluding to that with the movie poster, you know, and, and seeing the the old movie where they have the split personalities and he sees that. So there was a bit of an allusion to it as well. Oh, okay. That'd have been cool if Kango was in that, because that that old, you know, he got that character from an old British yeah. show he used to watch. And, and Kango is Bollywood, uh, Indian, not not Indian. true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Look at me just being uh, just insensitive to diversity. No, no, no. It's cool. Just you know. uh, let me try to sing my way out of it. Oh, <laughs> Please, no more singing. We are the world. We are the children. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a choice we're making. In. We're saving our own lives. Okay. We we'll make a bit of dig. You and me. I'm sorry. That's my Bob Dylan. I'm done. These are our friends, Joe. These are our friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a question, which I'd like to pose to all of you. We have the, I'll call it the white area, which is supposed to be the psychiatric center. Harrow's in charge of the psychiatric center. Or is he? And if he is, why doesn't he know that the Lockley sarcophagus is there inside the building? Or does he know about the Lockley personality? I'll turn it over to the expert, that might. Honestly, I don't think that was Harrow at all. 
I think that was uh, Mark and Steven's interpretation of Hera. Like they, they were just projecting Hera there. Uh, I don't I don't think that was him at all. X-Man agrees. So so you feel like that entire landscape was the mental projection of Steven and Mark, primarily Mark, uh, and that there was actually no hero in there. It was just them two trying to work through their psychosis or their psychology. Yeah, I, I think it was just a matter of his uh, identity disorder just projecting uh, what it thought it needed in order for uh, Mark and Steven to, to process and get through this. Yeah, okay. I think even, even Tower Records said that everybody perceives it differently. I think in, in the comics, the comics was basically what Alan was talking about with the, they showed the camera and, and the a little blue screen, Matt, wow. whatever. In the comics, if I'm not mistaken, that was Conchu trying to break Mark and Steven. Oh. In the in the comics, where in this TV show it was the opposite. That was just maybe that was Mark and his in in his mind and Stephen using that platform to get themselves together. Because after they get out of that, they they end up uh, becoming you know like together as almost like brothers in a sense, uh, knowing what they got to yeah. do. Because at the end of episode six, but not the end, but towards the middle, he was telling Conchu like, mm -hmm. "All right, I like when he switched back and forth to Mister Knight. Okay, this is what we're gonna do." He's like, get out of here, little man. He's like, nah, this is how we're gonna do it. It's, it's a two package deal now, and so I think that's a shout out to the people that do read the comics, like Batmite, because you know, that did happen in the comics. But they're doing like with Marvel, they do their own little twists. You know, yeah. I I don't understand how they achieve balance when you know, sure, Mark and Steven, they they came together right now over me, but they they came together, but you still had Jake Lockley, who was should have been imbalanced, right? Unless unless the two of them coming together balance out with Jake's craziness, or not crazy, I shouldn't say craziness, I've been sensitive, with his um, yeah, mental anguish. Well, her check this out. Check this out. Let me help you out with this. Okay, I'm looking above Alan and Steven. You're Mark. You guys are singing. And I'm Lockley in the distance just watching you guys going, what are you guys doing? <laughs> That's how they're able to do it. Okay, guys, I want to talk about episode six because I felt like at the end of this, just so you guys know, I'm going to ask you how this ranks amongst all the Marvel TV shows. But here's my thing about episode six. I feel like between five and six, that was the best redemption arc of any Marvel character ever because mark could have been completely free living in the fields of wheat and he's like this guy who i initially hated and tried to bury and keep controlled that's my brother and i don't want to have like this eternal happiness if he's eternally damned and so he was willing to like give up his internal happiness for it and i was just like wow that's a really cool character arc that fleshes out the character uh, what'd you guys think of that turn? He, he came together with it's you know, it, it's all him, of course, but you you gotta accept both sides of your of yourself. You know, there's always there's always two sides of every every person. You know, and sometimes we we hide it. Sometimes we we burrow it away, pretend it doesn't exist. But yeah, it, it's super deep that they were able to come together and accept each other and need each other and knew, know that each of them has their own purpose. I totally agree. What about you, Batmite? Uh, 
honestly, it just was nice to uh, finally see them interacting in such a way that it felt like we were seeing Moon Knight for real. Like it, yeah. it wasn't just, you know, uh, them fighting with themselves. Uh, it was them acting together with just a seamless quality to it. Uh, and, you know, giving the, uh, giving the finger to the bird was nice too. Joe, what are your thoughts on that coming together? There's only six episodes. You don't know if they're going to come out with season two. They have to do that. There's no choice but to have a redemption that quick. You have to. Because if they do have a season two, now you can just pick up. Now they're together. Now you now you have to worry about the other personality, which is Luffy. So you can spend the season two trying to convince him that, you know, hey, we need to work together kind of thing. So that's what season two could be about. And maybe the separation mm-hmm. from Khonshu. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they kill Khonshu in the comics? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Uh, but Moon Knight straight up murders him. Wow. Just, so, I mean. Bam. And from what I hear, he still has his powers, so he doesn't really need Conchu. I think Conchu is pretty cool because it's like a talking bird with a staff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's kind of arrogant and conceited at the same time, and he just talks back. But I think that it's doing so well. I think they got to think about if they want to do a season two or maybe a Midnight Suns, build up something to that and bring him back. I think because Moon Knight's a dope character. Yeah, I don't know if you fit too well with the Avengers if you bring it on big screen. I think it, I, I think. Just the comedic value, I think if they would go back and forth, it would be kind of cool. I, I, I don't know. I think he's more like dark, which I think the Midnight Sense would be perfect for him. Because then you can just do him. You can do Daredevil. You can do like Ghost Rider. You can do Doctor Strange. I think that would be more towards that. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, man. I actually yeah. want more. So, As far as Midnight Suns goes, I hope that Marvel just takes the existing Netflix universe rolls it into the MCU or the Disney Plus universe and just does Midnight Suns from there. Mm-hmm. No recasting, no rebooting, just yeah. roll it from there. Definitely. Yeah. It, it would be nice too to see uh Moon Knight go after Dracula because apparently he owes him like some money. <laughs> uh with Blade. Oh yeah. So let's Blade. let's yeah let's bring back Blade, but not Wesley. Right. Well you know they I read somewhere. Oh, yeah, that was that rumor that was horrible that uh, Tyrese was going to be blamed. Yeah. I hope dude, I hope that was so, just the rumor. So bad. It has to be, yeah. dude. Because I, me and Alf would have saw like a bunch of TikToks about it. Dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they need it. Question for you guys. Would you want to see Layla expand into not maybe her own show, but be a character in a different show? She's a good size character. Um, I'm good with her like sidekicking on Moon Knight when she needs to, but really, we got Archangel in the works. We don't need. I guess I just don't want to see another couple like Ant Man and the Wasp, you know, right. where they're romantic, but they both got their special abilities, and you know they're fighting. I just don't want to see that. But you know, her going off to somewhere else and supporting another character, right. I'd be totally down with that. Oh, you can put her in the in the uh, in the Kate Bishop and uh, and uh, oh my gosh, Florence Pugh show. Yeah, no, Thunderbolts. What's it, no, what's her name? Uh, the, Black Widow's sister. Oh, you mean yeah, that's Thunderbolts. Yeah. no, well, no, those two just need a buddy cop show. Kate Bishop okay. might be down with that. Uh, so you know, at the end, obviously, we have uh, the Conchu fight with uh, what was the other character's name? The god, crocodile. Ameth. 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 Later, Gators. 
later yeah. skaters so what do you guys think of the big giant monster fight scene kaiju kaiju <laughs> joe i'll start it off with you what do you think of the pacific rim scene you know like when you're watching godzilla and godzilla was fighting king kong but they'd show the humans fighting stuff and you're like hey i need to go back to the king kong and godzilla that's what I was thinking. I don't really want to see Kanchu and Emmett fight. I want to go back and see Moon Knight fighting. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't care too much for it. I'm like, yeah, Kanchu's getting owned. But yeah, Moon Knight can win because he has Kanchu's powers. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> well, the way the gods were fighting, it kind of makes sense why they always get avatars because it appears the gods can't fight at all. <gasps> that is facts, man. They were not very skilled in hand to hand combat. No. And I will say uh, there was there was a lot of foreshadowing in this, and we got a little bit of foreshadowing of the ending when he was looking at the the very first episode. He was looking at the Ennead and the story of the Great Rift, which is the death of uh, a lot of the gods in Egypt, including Osiris. And then we got to see the death of Osiris in episode six. Oh wow! Yeah, you know it, it would have been nice with all those gods, and I know I keep saying this, so allow me to be redundant. You've got all those gods there, and there's a god butcher in in the wings waiting, and you right. could have just had him merc one of those gods, just <laughs> just one of them. You got all these gods that need to be butchered. What do we do? Who do we? Oh, hey, we got a god butcher. <laughs> Overall, guys, uh, the big question that Coupe de Grassi is. Rank all the Marvel TV shows. Where do you place it? Like one through whatever. Where do you place it? You got a list? Give me a list real quick. Okay. You have, uh, first we started off with WandaVision. Yep. Then we moved on to Captain, or excuse me, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. Then we had Loki. Then we had Hawkeye. And now we have this. Are we counting what if in that uh, list? Uh, see, I don't count What If because I don't like animated shows, even though I did like What If. We'll include What If. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that one up. X-Men, start us off. Then Batmite, then Joe. Oh, man. I can't choose a favorite child. I just can't. It's a, it's a five-way tie. Four-way? Five-way? <laughs> They're all number one in my heart. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, because they're all a little different. You know what I mean? They are, it's not, it's not even like, I know they're all superhero genre, but it's not like they're all the same. They have sub genres, you know what I mean? And, and they're the first place in each of those because I, I appreciated each and every one of them. I don't think there was one I didn't like. I don't think there's not one episode I didn't like. Even WandaVision, I enjoyed the first two episodes immensely because I guess I'm a man of a certain age. I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, X Men. You're not running for office, bro. Pick them and which ones you want. <laughs> you're not running for office, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> no, I, I really, it's, it's not that. It's just that I, I, it's not like you have. Um, I don't think they're as comparable as as everybody makes them out to be because they have different, you know, like Wandavision's. It's, it's just like complete trippy nonsense. You've got. You've got the soldier story. You've got, you know, it, it's like they're all different things. It's like if they're Academy Awards, they're not in the same category, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not trying to be political about this. I just, 
You know, Alfonso, you sound like a guy who's had all of his kids stand around him and say, Dad, who's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like, man. It's like, yeah, I can tell. I would need to put a lot more thought into this. You know, I really would. I would need to put a lot more thought into this. I, I, X-Men. To... X-Men. Yes. You have Albertos, Hidden Albertos, Added Albertos, Georges, <laughs> all, these different Mexican, all these different Mexican restaurants are all good, but yet one is better than the other. Those are facts, sure. but they're all I'm the same sure, category. But I'm sure category. it's all it's all Marvel. Yeah, it's the same but, category. But it's, like, it's Marvel. It's, it's the like same if category. You, if, if you have, have five different pizza places, place? you have five different pizza places you like. All of them you like, but you know one of them you like. That's, that's my go-to. But they're all this pizza places. Go next. To me, to me, these aren't all pizza places. These are all Mexican food places. They're like Mexican Italian pizza. You got they're all different places. Chinese food. Oh, man, I'm hungry now. Thanks. So I just want to point out that Alfonso's would make an excellent name for either a pizza place or a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> pizza Mexican restaurant. Mexican pizzas. They're coming back. Taco Bell. So, Alfonso, I take it you're just going for no vote? I, I you know, none of the above. Okay. Let's Cut out. Sure this. Sorry. Yeah. That might. That might. What do you got for us? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll own it. I... As far as I'm concerned, out of the six, six, um, Moon Knight for me has the more rewatchability, uh, for lack of a better term. Like I want to go back and I want to watch Moon Knight again because you know, like Joe was saying, like it takes on a whole new tone now that you know the ending. Like the entire series takes on a whole new tone, sure. and you're going to be looking for more stuff. Uh, for Wandavision, it's almost like that. It's almost like that, but not enough for me to go back and 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 watch. Um, I would say, so for me, it would be Moon Knight, number one. Uh, number two, close second, just because I love uh, the buddy cop aspect uh, between uh, Kate Bishop and Yelena. Hawkeye. Like, I, I love their interactions so much. Uh, what if, just because it answered, like, a lot of fanboy uh, wants. Like, we wanted to see a lot of that stuff. So uh, that was uh, number three. Loki was a close number four. Uh partially because my dog's name is Loki and I love the character. <laughs> um, and then what, what would you have? Uh, number five would be um, would be Wanda, I guess. Uh, and, and number six would be the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, don't get me wrong. I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be. That's it. Okay. Okay. I can take that. Uh, Joe, me, even though they're all different, same category. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, I'm a creature of like here and now sometimes. So, I mean, after watching Moon Knight, the last one, it, it weighs heavy on my mind. But to Devlin's point, that one to me is more watchability. Like, I could watch it from the beginning to the end, especially knowing the end makes the beginning a lot better, knowing what happens. The next one I, I I like so it goes Moon Knight, and then I like I like Loki because that's one of my favorite characters. So I mean naturally he'll be next. I like Loki. I like the dynamic the buddy cop is like Devlin said. I like Captain America and Winter Soldier, and then I like What If and then WandaVision. I think those are my order because the watchability thing, just like Devlin said, like I could rewatch Moon Knight from the beginning to the end. Captain America and Winter Soldier, I 
the last four episodes I, I like. Same with Hawkeye. Hawkeye was really strong for me. I forgot to mention Hawkeye. That's probably my, my second. It, I can watch Hawkeye from the beginning to the end as well. But it's it hits more towards, I think, four, five, and six, and then it kind of dropped off. Each of those Marvel series that come out prior to Moon Knight is like that, where Moon Knight, every episode is just good and good. It gets better until the end, and then the end makes the beginning that much better. So I would think Moon Knight, from, for me, is the best out of all of them. Interesting, interesting perspective, gentlemen. Well, I'm going to start from my least favorite, WandaVision, <laughs> and work my way up to what I really liked. Uh, you know, I felt like with WandaVision, uh, there was a lot of meandering through the writing and the plot until they reached that point, which was probably like the last two episodes where you got interested and you finally cared. And you you ran all these theories around like Alfonso kept saying Mephisto every episode and it never came to be uh, like we all thought that, you know, the character of. Pietro Quicksilver was going to be there, but it wasn't him. It was just some random guy, mm -hmm. uh, owner or whatever. So um, I didn't care for that one. Uh, let's see, Hawkeye was just okay. Um, I'm going to flip this. Loki, same thing. A lot of stuff happened, but nothing happened. Final episode. That's all it came down to. Other than that, don't care. Uh, let's see here. And then Hawkeye, it was good. It wasn't great. It was watchable. Uh, so that's why it's right in the middle. Then we have What If, which to me was the most creative, most fun. I felt like could have set up a variety of things for Multiverse of Madness. It was just one of those shows that really kept me interested. And even though it didn't seem like everything was coming together, and it seemed more like of an anthology show, at the end, possibly the best. Second, you know what? The thing about What If was the second to the last episode was really awesome. And then the last episode was a little bit of a letdown, which is why it's not higher on the list. However, Moon Knight comes in at almost top. And the reason that Moon Knight comes, comes in uh, almost number one is because I just loved everything about the show. I loved Oscar Isaac's acting. Uh, I thought that the story was just so unique. I like Honshu. I like Tower Records. I like Layla. I like Steven, I like Mark, just everything about this show that I like. But Captain America and Winter Soldier, I'm sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier still remains my favorite because number one, I felt like the social commentary uh, just really reflected with me. But one of the things that the Batmite said is, you know, he liked the buddy cop aspect or the, the buddy aspect between Kate Bishop and Elena. That's what I really liked about, uh, you know, the character of winter soldier and the character of falcon was that both of them had to grow and had to get over past issues whether it be the ptsd or not feeling like uh you know or falcon not feeling like he was up to the mantle of becoming captain america so i just still going to be number one but moon knight is a close second so that's my ranking hey can i add two quick things first of all how did we not sing layla Secondly, to my defense, I would watch rewatch any of these shows any given time. Just putting it out there. You know, I feel like Alfonso would have like a similar speech for his kids. Like, you mm -hmm. know what? I would do everything all over again, kids, because I'm not <laughs> picking a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. 
<laughs> yeah. So you know what, Batmite? You are a resident expert. And once again, man, I just really appreciate you coming on the show. It's always really fun when you come on the show, man. But also, your knowledge is just so amazing, you know? Thanks, guys. Absolutely. I'm going to let you take us home, man. Uh, just give any final thoughts you might have to the ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order. I think the direction that Marvel is going with their television shows is something to watch. So the next series that gets announced, it should be on your list of what to watch. And I think this show and the shows that have come forward have shown that they're building to something much better. Phase four is going to be something to be just talking about for decades to come. So until next time, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefine. Booyah.